It's the Link Up hey. back again. Hey guys, Raina, Jasmine, and Lauren. It's the Link Up back again. The podcast created for the melanated millennials maneuvering our way through life. Hey, yes, yes that's yes, how yes. it sounded today. Uh, yes, it right. just flowed. We are back in Detroit. <laughs> Yet again, still having a great time. We had a bomb dinner last night. So good. This so trip good. has been, it's been great. It's been super fun. What was that fun. restaurant called? Prime and Proper. Prime and Proper. Prime and Proper. Wow. It was so cute. The aesthetic was everything. And, you know, we've been laying low. You know, I'm been, proud of us. I am so this proud is different. of us. This is different. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. This is like mature jazz reina and lauren trip yeah. you know mm-hmm. like yeah. not like just pushing out ourselves to the very last Must drop of energy yeah nonetheless we've had a great time and we are super excited about today's episode it's time to get into our being black and white america moment our bbwa moment brought to you by who? Our ancestors. There we go. Yes. So I'm going to take it this time, guys. Um, going back to work, as per usual, at the job that I had, you know, just, again, being a minority in the office, it sometimes expresses itself in a lot of different ways. And one thing that I find myself being conscious about is... My lunch, my lunch, (laughs) which is it sounds so childish and like mindless. But honestly, like, okay, being in the break room, everyone's warming their lunch. You know, every people are putting cheese on toast, putting it in the toaster, having crackers and peanut butter. People also have, you know, just spaghetti, Mm -hmm. celery, you know. (laughs) Food that doesn't smell. Their pre-made salads, Mm -hmm. you know, just a little bit of lettuce, a little cucumber, you know. Two cubes of salt. Nuts on the side with a little jelly. Cran raisins. They love cran raisins. They love love raisins. No, chill. I love cran raisins. Well, you You, also go to brunch and like, I'm starving. (laughs) I'll have the yogurt. Yeah. I'm like, wait, I thought you were hungry. Guys, I haven't eaten all day. (gasps) Are those string beans? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you trying to play on my healthy life, y'all? I have the kale salad. I'm watching carbs. (laughs) What? For what? Look, I tried to give her a piece of my waffle. I'm on a diet. Look, I'm trying to live. I'm trying to live my best, healthiest life. All right. They trying to play. They trying to clog their arteries. Them girls. Literally. So. It's like, so, you know, you're in the break room and all that's happening. I'm like, I don't know about y'all, but when it's time for lunch, it's time for lunch. Like, I'm starving. (laughs) So, the little raisins and peanut butter and crackers, cheese on toast and all that, that's not going to work for me. So, I thought about it one time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring my lunch. They bring their leftovers. I'm going to bring my leftovers. Girl, so you know what I had? What you I love cabbage and cornbread. <laughs> like that is my meal. You can That's ask. What I'm talking about the arteries. <laughs> I told y'all this girl brought cabbage any, and cornbread to work. Any of my former roommates, they will tell you when it's time for Jess to cook. She loves to make. I love cabbage. You never made over me the cabbage. I got you, sis. Cabbage me neither. Over rice. You ain't gonna eat it, <laughs> I, right? Not over rice, but she know. probably is gonna eat it as a side. Yeah. Everybody knows that cabbage over rice is an entree. I have a little bit, yeah. but nonetheless, none of that. I brought my leftovers. You know, everybody's bringing their leftovers, and so you know, got my cabbage, my rice. I also love a big healthy piece of cornbread. Don't give me no little square. I need because I make my cornbread a little sweet, 
you know, a little honey. Oh, it's so good. So I like, you know, I'm eating it with the cabbage and also for dessert because it's just that sweet. Yeah. Um, Two and one. So, yeah. So nonetheless, you know, I bring that and I have a little hot sauce for when it gets out, you know, hot sauce in my bag and um, I warm it up. The break room is full. Now, I had never considered <laughs> that cabbage smell. The smell. <laughs> never consider that, you know, because I'm thinking I'm just trying to save my little coins. They're, you know, bringing their leftovers. Like I've said, I am trying to budget as well. So let me bring my leftovers. Girl, I put that stuff in the microwave. You know, if the first 30 seconds, you don't really get a reaction. Yeah. But, you know, like the last little time in the, the, the last, last few seconds, 30 seconds in the microwave. That's when your food really starts to like Come smell, alive. heat mm-hmm. up. It's coming up. It, it comes to life. So I it noticed on a life people of its own. came alive. I noticed people <laughs> in the break room looking around like, what in the world? <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> Jasmine. Okay, you brought your lunch today, huh? I never seen you bring your lunch okay. before. <laughs> this is the first so time. So happy we're you're joining us in, in the break room. And I'm like, oh my gosh! So I'm smelling it, and as I'm smelling it, I, again, I'm you seeing the faces, I'm seeing the faces. Yeah. Everybody's like, Jasmine, so what's that? What did you bring? It's like <laughs> it was at that moment that I realized that I cannot bring my black soul food leftovers to these people's little break room. Man. I'm smelling the whole building up because I don't know what they put in, put in their food and what we don't. But it's like their food. I, the I last thirty it. seconds, it doesn't come alive. <laughs> I didn't smell anything when they warmed up their leftovers, and so it was hilarious because obviously this is an internal moment that I'm having, and yeah. I'm thinking, and I'm like laughing to myself, and I'm like, okay, now why you thought you could bring some cabbage to these people, yeah. people's job? It was so funny, they but also made... very embarrassing because yeah. it was nothing I could do about the smell, mm-hmm. and so it's like obviously the only black woman. In the whole firm has brought cabbage and cornbread mm. to, to, lunch. to lunch. They it's n- like, how black are you? <laughs> how black are you? Never smelt that before. How black are they you? They never even had cabbage cooked like that before. If you haven't brought cabbage to lunch, I don't know. I might, may or may not. But it's small stuff like blackness. that that like we don't even think about that is a really big deal. Because I remember you telling me about that, and I went to work like the next day. And I work with majority black people in my particular office. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody brought cabbage. Uh, and one of my work, my, I call them my work moms. Miss Lisa was walking down the hall. And she started saying, she said, somebody warming up cabbage. And I was like, see, this is the stuff I can bring so I, I can, and I be can comfortable. It. Right. But it's so sad that you can't bring can't your leftovers cabbage. and be comfortable because it will smell up the hall. And not, and not even what? in a bad way. It's just smelling like your grandma house. It just smells like right. your grandma. It, it smells, smells like, like the hall. It yeah. smells like something that I want to eat. It smells good. And now I'm sad for your pockets because now you're embarrassed. You can't bring your can't cabbage. Bring now you got to go and get the salad from the salad shop across the little sandwich place. All that stuff. Taking up your coins. $10 a salad. $10 a sandwich. When you could have brought your leftovers. leftovers. But since they don't eat gumbo, they don't warm gumbo up. What kind of seafood they use that don't smell? I'm not, I'm not sure. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Why when you warm your food? I don't smell anything, but I warm my food, and it's like whole office, the whole the whole floor. Some things like, are not adding up. Some discrepancies. <laughs> the numbers are not adding up. Numbers are not. People were coming in and out of the break room. Like you literally could just see people. 
Okay. Child, you didn't even see. They was in their office with their windows up. (laughs) Cutting up, like probably going in. For breathing everything. Literally. So yet again, just another moment and another example of us having to really think through certain things that our counterparts really don't have to think about. And would never think about. And would never think think about. about, But, you know, being black and white in America, yet again. Main topic for today. Do you pursue passion or profit? I just want to talk about this quote that I saw recently. Well, not recently. It's been floating around my inbox and on all these walls and everything. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you all the quote. If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Is this true or is this false? We're talking about your workplace. We're talking about our jobs. Is this true or false? Hmm. Because I've I've seen that quote, too. It's yeah. like, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day, have to work a day in your life. And I mean, I believe that there's a lot of truth to that statement, but I think that it's a journey to get to that. And as we have had many conversations with our peers, as we're all trying to maneuver life and just try to figure that piece out, that's a very common theme. Yeah. Being able to. Like, right. And, and being able to find your passion, right? Cause I know I have so many conversations with friends and it's like they get to a certain point in their life, in their career. And they're like, but what do I love? Like, what do I like to actually do? And I think it's, it stems from our childhood and the way we were kind of raised. We, I don't think that, you know, we were really taught to dream and figure out what we're passionate about. And then go for that, right? Mm-hmm. I think, and it, it didn't come from a bad place, but our parents were like, we, you need to be a doctor, lawyer, teacher, mm-hmm. you know, some defined career of what they felt looked like success in order to have this certain life. And so we never really were able to sit there and be like, but I like this. And yeah, and I can't even fault my parents or their parents for thinking like that because yeah. they came from a different time where black exactly. people were not afforded those jobs. And so whenever we finally were able to be in those positions, that was that was a big deal. Sure. Mm-hmm. That was a really big deal. Yeah. So they want that for their child. And so I can't even fault them. For them, it was about survival and security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was it wasn't about let me explore my innate abilities to be able to, you know, enjoy myself and or utilize my gifts in a way that's making an impact but yet lucrative for me it was about how can i make a sustainable income in a way that is certain and secure and how can i give something give my kids what i did not have and i love them for that and i i will forever appreciate the sacrifices that my parents made for me and that's why i said it's no no shade to any of our parents but at the end of the day, that's why so many of us millennials are suffering with trying to figure out. I guess I shouldn't say suffering, but we're kind of in this like this stage of like, what do I love to do? For sure. But then mm-hmm. on the flip side, you have people that are very passionate about things, but they don't really know how to transition that passion into profit. For sure. Yeah. And I think now, you know, we're in this day and age of just a full evolution of of a variety of different careers in our day and age, because of the advancement of technology, you know, including but not limited to social social media, there are so many careers that are now available and prosperous. And these are careers that I know as a child, I was never even exposed to. They it didn't exist. Didn't when we exist. Were children. You know what they I'm saying? Came like five years ago, literally, if that, yeah. if that. And so it's like, 
you know, as millennials now and just in retrospect, now being more privy to this whole idea of being able to pursue your passion. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, like you are saying, Lauren, being able to define your passion, that's a whole nother. Like that is the hardest part. That is the hardest part. part. One of my really good friends is very successful told me that he said you know what the hardest part about this whole process is trying to figure out your direction Mm -hmm. this whole process of trying to figure out life and where you where you stand and what your career will look like is just trying to gain direction on what it is that you want to do what is it that you want to pursue and he said after that everything else is butter because you have the now you have the filter you have the the direction to be able to guide your decisions and how you want to move and who to connect with and how to do it Mm -hmm. and so being able to define that is just one thing but then also now you know like we were saying back in the day when we were growing up and it was time to talk about careers it was like career day you cannot say i'm going to be an influencer right i'm gonna have a blog what i'm gonna and like what is a blog you can and it's like You know, so you, when we were thinking about careers, we were thinking about it through that very traditional lens. Right. But now that we have pursued these traditional careers, pursuing those traditional careers, but now being exposed to all of this new variety of options to be able to do cool stuff. Yeah. Stuff that makes you go, stuff that you love. Yeah. That I didn't, that you didn't even that know didn't existed. Even know I, when I go to visit you, Rainer, even you, Jazz, when you were in LA, like, I would meet like people that that are y'all's friends out there and I would ask them, you know, what do you do? And they'll explain it to me. And I'm like, wow, I'm sorry. Can you what what is it now? It sounds and I'm not it sounds like it's like I didn't know this existed. Did right. you create this? What made you think about this to to pursue this? It sounds like a dope job. And you're getting paid. You get paid to do that. That's yeah. bomb. Definitely. Like and. And, you know, even we say that it, that we didn't have it growing up, but we still don't have that in the South, like having these different sort of careers. You have like, you know, possibly blogger or maybe like influencer when you deal with like maybe natural hair, uh, hair care products. But as far as all the careers that I see when I, you know, go to New York or go to L.A. and the different types of influencers, we still don't see that. Definitely. In the but, South, you have to create your own lane. Yeah. You have to create your own lane. But it's like still trying to balance like for myself, like. You know, at a very young age, all I've ever known as it relates to what I was going to pursue was to become an attorney. Exactly. Not yeah. because at a young age I explored what I loved and thought about my gifts and then allowed that to guide my decision. But it was like when I thought about when I was presented with the checkbox of like, OK, what are you going to be when you grow up? It was like, OK, lawyer sounds good. Yeah. It's yeah. And then my experiences guided that. But now having pursued that career. But also being faced with all of these other opportunities, it's like, how do I balance that now as I'm learning more about my passions, Mm -hmm. as I'm learning more about who I am and what I love? It's like trying to balance that with this traditional career that I've already picked. It's a scary place to be because it's like, okay, I'm very thankful and happy to be in this position. I love being an attorney. I'm so happy. But there are other passions that I may have. Mm -hmm. Do I try to take my education and the knowledge and things that I learn and stay an attorney and somehow pursue other avenues and pursuing my passion? Or do I give it up all the way and do something completely different? Yes. Something to really, really contemplate. Like it yeah. is, it is very hard. And and maybe you're not an attorney. Maybe you're a nurse or maybe you have picked any other kind of career. I mean, and not limited to the things that we've listed, but it could be whatever. 
But maybe you've picked this traditional career as a kid because that was what you knew and that was what you were told to do. And now, in light of all of these other amazing opportunities and what you're exposed to and what you've been exposed to now, you're trying to figure out how to balance that. And like mm-hmm. you said, Ray, like, do I give up what I've pursued my whole life up until this point and then just pick up something else? And or do I do them simultaneously? And I think that that's a question you have to ask yourself. But yeah. it definitely is something that I think about all of the time, yeah. all of the time. And then it's also- scary, too, though, because you have to force yourself to be like. Do I follow this career that I went to school for, that I have a good job with, that I make good money, and that I've invested most of my life, basically all of my life in this? Money, or or And and do I like, do I let this go to go pursue something that I don't even know if I'm going to be successful in it? I don't really know. There's not really an avenue for it either. I'm going to have to create it. And there's no coins coming in. Like, and what if I don't even like it? Yeah. What if and I so say, you wow, the taking grass yourself, isn't really greener on that side? It's, it yeah. On the other and side. so you could have been so far along in your traditional career that you expected to be. But because you wanted to go try something else, you know, you're further back than what you could have been. So it's just so many different things that play in your mind when you're making this sort of decision. But I think the cool thing about it, though, in this thing called life, you have the ability to do Whatever you want to do and become whoever you want right. to become whenever. whenever. And, and going back to Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, that book affirms just that because you don't have to pick necessarily. In yeah. one season of your life, you may want to be a lawyer. The next season of your life, like Michelle Obama, she was a nonprofit director. Yeah. The next season of her life, she was this. She was that. Even Oprah, Oprah in her interview with Michelle Obama talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like in one season of she was a talk show host and another season of her life she owns a network she yeah. you know early on she was a radio person like it's just you don't have to necessarily pick and i think that that's kind of where we get trapped yeah that's where we get because trapped. we think that there's only one thing that we can pursue right. and then we're boxed into that for the rest of our lives and going back to michelle obama's book she actually starts off trying to annihilate that myth because as a child we're asked one question we're asked what do you want to be when you grow up? Or we're told. Or told and or yeah. told. <laughs> and so because of that question, we believe that we have to have a singular answer. Mm-hmm, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be this. And so our whole lives, we grew up only pursuing that one thing because that's how careers and or our lives were framed from a very young age. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like you can be whatever you want to be whenever. And so if you want to be traditional for a year and do your traditional job that you've pursued do that and then next you want to you know be a radio host or do whatever be a blogger influence do that it's like live your life do what you it's so crazy because I'm I think to myself like why do I think like that sometimes like why am I caught up in a box because we went to law school we were in law school with people who are 40 50 years old pursuing their law degree later in life Mm -hmm. you can pursue anything doesn't matter what age you are there's entrepreneurs that are 10 years old and then later they're doctors Mm -hmm. uh, doing something else and you see that around you constantly so whenever you do get down or feel like you're trapped in a box think about those experiences that you might have passed over because you were so focused on this but look at what's going on around you people are doing it everywhere all over and i think it helps like you were saying just to think about your life in seasons right because i know i put myself in a box all the time and i've had this conversation with my mom and she's like why do you do that to yourself why do you limit what you could possibly do she's like you are 27 years old and you're talking about your life like you're 57 yeah and she's like why possibilities are endless for you do something different 
And I think, too, what I think about often is that I like to think about purpose Mm -hmm. as not just a destination, but as a journey. Yeah. You know, and I think, again, when you think about purpose and passion and careers and all that, we think about it in a very limited perspective of like this is there's this one thing. But when I think about purpose, I think about it as a journey, because if it's a journey, then that means that as I journey through life, though my the core of my purpose will stay the same, like you're saying. In different seasons, that may be expressed differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be true to yourself in every season. Mm -hmm. You have to be true to what you love and what God is calling you to do in every season. season. And that may look different. And that's okay. So, you know, I think that it's a lot easier said than done. Definitely. I'm living it right now as we speak. Right. And so it it is very consuming, you know, but what I try to go back to is just that I know that God has a plan and that my life was mapped out. The story was already written. You know, the Bible talks about that and of God. Yeah. We've been determined like God mm-hmm. has already written our, our, our story. And so I try to stand on that and know that my next chapter has already been written. And so as long as I stay committed to him, that my steps have been ordered. Yeah. So you have that yeah. faith, but also have people around you that are that are supportive of that. Right. I feel like a lot of times what's so awesome. I feel about our dynamic, too, is. I can call either of y'all and say, this is what I'm kind of going through and never get discouraged and always being like, well, try it. Just try it. You know, and so you have to have those people around you that will help elevate you and push you to try new things in your different seasons because they have to realize, like you said, Jazz, your life is going to have different seasons. Yeah. And I think that also if you are in a traditional job and you're scared of pursuing your passion. Sometimes when we're speaking, oh, you know, you hear people quit their job and they go start something else. Sometimes it doesn't really even have to be that abrupt. If you live in a traditional job and you feel like you're a planner, you can plan for your exit. You can save your money. You can Mm -hmm. create your plan so you can know that maybe I'll be unemployed for a couple months, but I'll have my savings in order to be able to pursue my passion. So it doesn't have to be so abrupt that you might you might hear the stories where it's just like, boom, I quit my job. I was sleeping on the couch. And then finally it happened for me. And you're scared to take that step because what if it doesn't happen for you? But you can you can just plan. Yeah, it. you can you plan, can plan it. So you, you don't have to be that extreme. You don't you have to be that extreme. Be Whatever works for you, mm-hmm. absolutely. But if you're scared of that, that's something you can be strategic about. Definitely. And then I think also sometimes with pursuing your passion, uh, that that comes with a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know, and sometimes your passionate pursuit may not be as profitable. As your traditional pursuit, you know, maybe with me, maybe not working as an attorney, but working as X, Y and Z may come with a pay cut, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's I think that when you think about pursuing passion and or profit or pursuing passion or profit that comes with it. You know, and that that and that's scary for a lot of people. That's not the easiest thing to do. It's not easy to walk away from a six figure job. Not knowing what you're going to make today or tomorrow because you've decided to pursue a little bit more of a less structured job or mm-hmm. a less lucrative job. But I don't know. There, there's that scripture that says where your treasure is, your heart is there also, mm-hmm. you know. And so as you pursue your passion, as you pursue what God has created you to do. God is going to make the way tomorrow. You may not be making six figures, but if you're really pursuing what you love and what you've been called to do and something that's aligned with your purpose, the coins will come. Yeah, Yeah. the coins will come. come. And I just encourage everyone to do it because if you really 
if you're working every day and you hate your job, that's just not the life. It's not going to go away. You're but, not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, wow, today. Today, I love, I love it. it. I, I love, love it here. <laughs> I love what I'm doing. And you're also going to continue to feel a sem- sense of emptiness mm-hmm. and like wonder what if, what if, what if I did that? Or then maybe you never do it and then you end saying, oh, my life could have been different if I did this or I never really got to do that. Don't let that be you. And then you end up being that old person at the job that's hating on young people. You don't want to be that person. (laughs) But I empathize. I empathize so much with people who are in that position because, again, I can identify with that in more ways than one. And so it's it's easier said than done. It is. It really is a lot easier said than done when you think about, oh, you know what? I don't like this job. I don't like this path. I'm about to... I'm about to go do X, Y, and Z today or tomorrow and or even planning for it. Yeah. There are a lot of different different emotions that come with that. And so, again, what I like to just go back to is really to be prayerful, prayerful. about it. And yeah. really because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So Whew. even yes. if... Even if I may be uncomfortable right now, even if I'm in a situation or a place that I don't necessarily want to be in and I know that it has an expiration, I have to trust that my steps have been ordered. And so at the appropriate time, when it's time for me to pursue something different, that will be very apparent and God will make the way. Yeah. You know, and so though always, you always does. for a little bit, the glory on the other side of it is is crazy and it's going to be totally, totally worth it. So be encouraged if you be are that person yes. that is working in a job that you may not like and you may be struggling with trying to figure out what your passion is. And and for me, I know as I've grown older, success for me is the marriage between passion and profit. I don't want one without the other. Right. Yes. Because you can have the profit, but if there's no passion involved, then you're going to have a lot of money, but be empty. And, yeah. And, and you can have the passion without <laughs> without money. Without you can't pay for fulfillment. You yes. cannot pay for that. You can't put a price on feeling whole and feeling like your life is meant, meant to be meant Definitely. to be something. So Absolutely. when those two align, Lord We Jesus, in the right place. In the right place. You've so made it. Favorite. Be encouraged. Be, be encouraged, encouraged to everyone that, you know, may be trying to pursue and define their purpose and or if you found your passion, but still looking for a way to make that passion profitable. Be encouraged. God's got y'all. It's 2019. We're manifesting. Remember? Yes. We're manifesting. Yes. So we're manifesting that we all will be living out our purpose and our passion yep. as well as our listeners but the passion will be profitable as well absolutely gotta, we get <laughs> gotta get the coin gotta get the coin so get the, and let's it comes get it all ages all ages i'm gonna go to our shine sis moment yes shine, shine sis shine sis moment goes out to our say martin everybody's favorite little sister mm. all of our little sisters He's so cute you might know marseille from her role as diane in blackish but you can now recognize her as the youngest executive producer of a major Hollywood motion picture. Absolutely. At only Gives this 14 years old. Wow. 14 That's years dope. old. Y'all, she's executive uh, producing and starring in this movie called Little. If you guys haven't heard about it, go ahead and look up the trailer. It's a movie about a big boss, uh, take no prisoners type tech entrepreneur who wakes up and discovers that she has been transformed from a random act of black girl magic into her 13-year-old version of herself. That's and it's amazing. also directed by everybody's favorite cousin. Issa Rae. Issa. Love and, Issa. And she's also in the movie. Her yes. and Regina uh, Hall, they're uh, all in the movie. Oh, that's And it comes out in April 2019. And so I just want to shine, you know, shout her out because honestly, she said that in an interview that she came up with this idea for this movie after being inspired by the movie Big. And she was only 10 years old when she came up with this idea of the movie and she wanted to pursue that. Wow. And she pursued it. 
at 10 years old, she came up with this idea. And so, you know, Hey girl, continue to yeah. shine, uh, show us. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can pursue your dreams at any, any age, any time, any moment in your life. And sh- shine, sis. Shout it. out to her and her parents for her parents. A letting, you know, letting a child know that that you, you can do this. You can do that. And we support you. Yeah. And anything you want to do, this movie might not work out. I don't know, but we're going to help you get there. You exactly. have this idea. I believe in you. I believe in your idea. And that's what I need to tell my friends, my future children, all of us. We encourage each other and we do that. Mm-hmm. No matter what you want to do, you might fail, you might succeed. I don't care. Your passion. Pursue your passion. Love it. Love it. This was good. This was a liberating conversation today, guys. Definitely. Very liberating. So it's definitely refreshing. And I hope that you all were able to glean from it a little bit. And as always, until next time, thanks so much for listening. Bye, Bye guys. Bye, guys. Bye.